Hi beautiful, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Gentle Podcast. Here we talk all things that nourish the mind, body and spirit, giving you inspiration and actions on living a centered, purposeful and vital life that feels aligned with your divine feminine nature. I am your host, Rachel White, a yogi, coach, and heart-centered human here to provide a gentle space for healing and thriving. Let's get into this episode. Hi, everyone. We're back for another episode on The Gentle Podcast. We have a repeat guest, Heather Musgrove. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. Hello, everybody. So Heather spoke to us a few months ago um, in an episode with John Buster as well, but we have Heather all to ourselves for this one. Heather is has just become a certified functional medicine practitioner, one of five in Australia, which is amazing. And she's going to talk to us a bit about what functional medicine actually is, some examples, how it can help you in your life, and her evolution into how she got into healthcare and this area now. So Heather, do you want to start with just a little bit what you want everyone to know about yourself and your journey, um, starting your career as a nurse, going into some other areas and now finally getting to functional medicine? Well, thank you, Rachel. I'll try and keep this brief, but uh, I think I always knew that I was going to be helping people or a healer for the sake of a better word. So I have a photograph as a four-year-old at kinder dressed up as a nurse. So going into nursing was really just a knowing. I, I did that. But I actually didn't really enjoy the sickness model and I wasn't really that into the way we, we treat people in hospital. So I very quickly moved into midwifery. And, and the term midwife means with woman. And that really suited me because the role was about empowering women to believe in themselves. And I was never in midwifery because I was into babies by any means. I was actually into the women and I spent as much time as I possibly could in birth suite. And, you know, over 300 births I was part of and it was absolutely fantastic chapter of my life and certainly empowered a lot of women to trust their bodies and understand that birth is a natural life event and can be very, very empowering. Uh, At the same time, I was doing home births in Mildura for over seven years, and that was the absolute cream. There's there's very few experiences that even come close to being at a home birth. But as things happened in this country, that was made very, very difficult to continue to be an independent midwife. So that pushed me out of the door of the acute setting of midwifery and into the cosmetic industry. So um, I set up Visible Effects 17 years ago. And whilst that was very fulfilling because we were making a change to people's appearance and self-esteem, and again, it was still empowering. You know, if somebody's debilitated with a facial hair problem and you can do something about it, you know, the gratitude and the change in their life is, is quite profound. But after a period there, I realised that we were working on the outside and not doing any work on the inside. And really, most of our clients were motivated to be healthy, both on the inside and the outside. Mm -hmm. So that led me back to my core as helping and healing. And I started naturopathy, really started the journey in 2008 and started just doing detox and weight loss initially. And then the universe supplied me incredible mentors and off I went and 
did naturopathy, herbalism, nutrition, and now uh, functional medicine. So it's all been a, a fantastic evolution. Yeah, amazing. So let's get into functional medicine. What is it? So, yes, it's a new term. You know, it's it's a term that, you know, 17 years ago people didn't know what a day spa is and now it's a household world where this will be the same with functional medicine. So basically there's lots of definitions, but it's root cause medicine. So what we try to do in functional medicine is work out what function is wrong that's causing the problem and get back to that rather than band-aiding the symptoms. So an example is if you had a sore foot and every time you tried to walk your foot hurt, you know, a, a modern method might be we'll take some Panadol and your foot won't hurt anymore. Well, a functional approach would be to take your shoe off and look at your foot and find there's a stone in your shoe and remove that. That's a very basic example, but that's sort of what we're trying to do is like why has this happened? And functional medicine, we believe that there can be one one symptom or one cause can cause a lot of issues, or the the reverse of that, a lot of a lot of um, symptoms have have different causes. So we've got to get back to what is the actual driver and and mm -hmm. work with that. Yeah. So it's really about chronic disease more yeah. so. So it's really different to kind of the GP Western medicine approach. It's 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 digging deeper, and you know the our healthcare model in Australia or the Western world is pretty broken, and I really feel sorry for the GPs because they're in such a difficult situation with time. That how can you possibly find out mm. the reason that someone's got backache or headache or gut issues is they're actually got a really unhappy relationship and that or they hate their job, you know, you don't have time to deal with that. They have to deal with what looks like the presenting symptom, but there's there could be a much deeper rooted cause to that. So I'm in a great position that I have the time to dig deeply mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I ask a lot of questions. So don't come and see me if you're not willing <laughs> to dig deep. Yeah. Okay. So what, um, like it sounds a little bit similar to like, like naturopathy and Ayurvedic medicine, but with like, a much higher certification entry. Yes. So what what's the difference between so, functional medicine? So yeah, that's that's exactly right. I think functional medicine really came about by traditional doctors being disillusioned with the polypharma and just churning people through. So it was actually driven by the medical profession, and Jeffrey Bland was the is considered the father of functional medicine. And they were disillusioned. So they created this specialty of medicine where doctors could come and learn how to use dietary interventions, lifestyle interventions, spiritual interventions, and look at the person more holistically. But because they're coming from that science background, they want the evidence for everything they do. Mm. So functional medicine is very evidence-based. But I think, and I was reading on the IFM website, so, you know, most scientific milestones or breakthroughs take somewhere between 15 to 17 years to become mainstream mm -hmm. so in functional medicine they they jump on board a little bit quicker so you know there's a study about a mind-body connection and you know how it's stimulating the vagus nerve can improve depression then that will be presented in a, a seminar and functional medicine practitioners will pick up those ideas quite 
quickly. Yeah. So it is evidence-based and um, basically in the two and a half years I've been studying, there's not a, a line that was presented that didn't have a, a published scientific journal to promote it to mm. s- support their claims. So, yeah, it's it's really the the doctor's version of naturopathy. Yeah, okay, mm. amazing. Do you want to um, tell us a bit about the case study examples you have just to demonstrate the impact? Yeah, well, that's medicine. probably a really good way to do it. So just two that come to mind, um, and these were both clients I saw last year, 2019. So I saw a young man in his mid-20s who I only saw him three times and he came in with severe eczema all over his body. He had had it all of his life. He can't remember ever being free of eczema and he lived basically slathering himself in cortisone cream every single day and he was a tradie and he said that he's often he was irritable and cranky at home and just because his skin was just always sore. Anyway, his wife had booked him in, as often happens, and we went right through his his timeline and how he was born and how he was fed and what he eats and his lifestyle and and made some significant changes to his diet, which predominantly was taking away gluten for him, and then used some natural medicine to restore his gut health and to suppress his um, improve his immune system to suppress that allergy reaction. Anyway, he came back after six weeks and it's the first time in his living memory his skin was clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolute complete resolution of his eczema and he's absolutely ecstatic, so more than happy to continue with those lifestyle changes that I initially recommended. So that's an example of someone, a couple of visits, you know, a lifelong problem gone by looking at the whole person and the history. And had he tried to get help from other... No, he hadn't, no. So he just, you know, was going through, um, oh, he'd seen dermatologists and things and he'd had higher prescriptions of corticosteroids, but he hadn't actually tried any dietary or lifestyle intervention prior to that. Mm. Uh, Another lady I saw, uh, she came in for gut issues and the gut really is the seat of our health. Um, You know, really 70 to 80% of all our issues come from, from gut health. And we worked through those and her gut improved dramatically. But uh, she has a a very long history of very, very severe asthma and we're talking multiple admissions through accident and emergency every winter. And this winter she went through the whole winter without one presentation to accident and emergency and she said that's the first time in her adult life that's happened. Mm -hmm. So that was a bonus side effect of um, improving her gut function is that her asthma got considerably better. Yeah. So that's where, again, the, the one cause can affect multiple systems. Yeah, amazing. Um, so what do you think is the importance of more functional medicine and, and people looking at their life and their well-being at a more like holistic and still evidence-based model? Well, if we start with the big picture globally, we cannot afford the increase in chronic disease that is currently happening. So if we look at Australia, 92% of Australians are going to die from chronic disease that's lifestyle and um, dietary preventable. So we're killing ourselves. It's nothing else. We're actually killing ourselves. Um, So as an individual, you want to, if you don't want to die 
chronic disease, you've got to look at your lifestyle and, and your diet and, and make changes so that you don't fall down that pathway. And then as, as countries in the Western world, we can't afford it. Uh, it's crippling our healthcare system because traditional medicine doesn't actually have a lot of solutions for chronic disease. So some of the stats just out of the US is 50% of adults have at least one chronic health condition, 25% have two or more. And this is the bit that's crippling our healthcare system is that chronic disease accounts for 86% of all healthcare costs. So if we, we don't start changing our ways and looking after ourselves as individuals, our, our governments and our countries can't afford it. They can't afford everyone to be having multiple joint replacements and, you know, becoming diabetics and so forth. So as an individual, it's so that you have a wonderful, um, you know, second half to your life that's, that's off medications and, uh, enjoying your life and as a as a society it's so that when we don't become bankrupt mm. yeah. yeah so it's pretty important yeah so for anyone listening that might be like struggling with an illness or any kind of ailment for for any amount of time and maybe they've tried certain medications or things like that like what would you say some simple things for them to get started on like outside of going and seeing a practitioner, although that might be a good option for them, what are some things they can do? Well, I think it comes back to, you know, what we what we breathe, what we we eat and what we think. So if you think about, you know, we have to breathe clear air. So you need to make sure that you, you – I mean, it's, mold's not a problem here, but mold sickness is, is real. You know, your house has to be um, clean of toxins. So you've got to not use chemicals in your home. You've got to – air your house out, you've got to make sure it's mould free, you've got to, you know, not be scotch guarding your furniture and all those airborne pollutants. Have lots of plants in your house. They're fantastic detoxifiers and they're very trendy at the minute. So, it's, mm-hmm. you know, buy more plants. That's one thing you can do to just quickly improve your environment. So improve the quality of the air that you breathe, the water that you drink. So with air, we, we can only go a few minutes without air. So that's how important it is to our health. With water, we can only go a couple of days without water. You have to drink clean water. So when I say clean water, it's without chloride in it, it's without fluoride in it. It's spring water, it's natural water, it's filtered water. So if you don't have access to that, get a water filter. You know, again, it's a simple thing you can do to improve your health is make sure that the water going in. Some people don't drink water, so they could just start with drinking water. Um, and then the food that we eat, you know, organic is difficult where we live, but trying to have seven to nine serves of vegetables a day, just improving your vegetable intake will improve your health. Mm-hmm. You know, co- chronic constipation is a massive driver of chronic disease. And so, so many people I see are not having a regular bowel action. We need to be going at least, at least once a day, two to three is great. And you're not going to do that unless you're eating lots of vegetables. So if you can't handle plates full of vegetables, have a smoothie. There's so many ways. So if you improve your air quality, improve your water quality, improve your vegetable intake, that will all help. Improve your sleep. You know, you can't, you can have perfect diet and if you're not sleeping, nothing's going to operate well. So sleep's so, so important. So if you think you have sleep apnea, get it looked into. If you're not sleeping well, you need some help. Um, 
there's intermittent fasting. There's a lot about that, but where I stand with that is minimum of 12 hours every single night for every single person except pregnant women and children. So we need to go into that repair and regeneration cycle, and our body doesn't doesn't trigger that cycle until we've been without food for 12 hours. So if you imagine your swimming pool, it's like the automatic filter system kicks in after 12 hours. So look at the clock when you finish eating at night and say, all right, it's 8 p.m. Okay, I'm not having breakfast or breaking my fast until at least 8 a.m. tomorrow. Mm. That alone will improve health and reduce chronic disease. So, And stress, obviously, is the other big major one. We have to sleep well. We have to reduce our stress and eat well. So there's the statistics are that 75% of all presentations to any health practitioner is stress-related and we are all stressed. So it's New Year. It's time to look at that and see what am I going to change in my lifestyle to reduce my stress levels. And that can be really, really simple. It could be just getting a diary, mm-hmm. writing down what you need to do in the day, ticking it off and knowing that you have a bit more control in the chaos. So we could go on forever, but they're my yeah. big points. And there's a lot in what I just said that people yeah. can work on. And they're such simple changes that simple. people can start to make in their life. And, like, I feel like there's so much information. So most most of you listening and probably most of us, like, we know some basic things. Like, we know vegetables are good for us. We know that if we don't sleep, we're not operating properly um, and that water is important. Like, we innately know. Um, but sometimes we do kind of need that extra support and that can be where having like a practitioner or someone else to keep us accountable and to just, I guess, give reassurance to what we intuitively know. Absolutely. Really powerful as well. Absolutely. And that's often, you know, I see my work with my clients as a partnership. You know, nothing I say is going to work if they don't feel empowered and mm. that it's it's what they can do. And sometimes that means starting really, really basic things like getting up at the same time each day. That can be a lifestyle change that helps Mm -hmm. someone's circadian rhythm. So you have to meet people where they're at and then slowly move them up that health scale. Yeah. So um, you're running a detox in Feb. I am, yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about detoxing and like why it's important is it something we should all be doing regularly or is it something you kind of do once and then you're done or like how does detoxing work yeah. what actually is it because I feel like it's kind of a buzzword but correct what actually is it so our body has detoxification pathways which it naturally uses every single day so we take a Panadol our body has to work on detoxifying that drug and our liver does a lot of that work our gut and our liver But the problem is we're all genetically different and I do DNA profiling on people and if you're like me, where all of my detoxification pathways are compromised by poor genes, then I'm going to need a lot more support. Um, So detoxification every 6 to 12 months is really an antidote for our Western life because we're not living in the same world that even our grandparents were. We are ingesting a lot of toxins there was a study came out of Harvard just late last year that showed the average intake of plastic per person in the Western world is now equivalent to a credit card size of plastic per week. Mm. Now, we're getting that in our air, in our water, in our food, in the fish we eat. It's, it's all through the food chain. Now, those chemicals weren't in our bodies 
um, even two decades ago. So our poor old recycling station gets burdened and it has to prioritise. And, you know, the sort of things that um, detox need for detoxification can present as is hormone imbalance, heavy or irregular periods, mood swings, poor sleep, bad breath, weight gain. So many things can be signs of needing a detoxification. So, yes, I do think it's important. I don't think that our poor old natural cycles can cope with the world that we're living in. But I do think something that's supervised by a practitioner is important because we are all individual and we are all different. The program I'm running in February is for my existing clients only um, so that I've got a full history with them. But there's three different programs, so I'll be assessing each person to decide whether it's their liver that needs the priority, whether it's their gut or whether they can do a general one. And then they'll be supported. It's not... a fasting or anything like that it's real clean food so they basically you know eat fruit and vegetables nuts and seeds lean meats and eggs um, no alcohol caffeine um, processed foods artificial foods they're going to do that for a month mm -hmm. with the supplementation that's appropriate to that individual person so your detoxification we in functional medicine we did a whole module on detoxification yeah. and there's an incredible amount of research and stats about what's going on in our environment so we do have to help our body it's just like you know really cleaning out that wheelie bin yeah how often do you think uh, depending should... on the individual every yeah. six to 12 months so yeah. um again the questionnaires really sort of give me a, an idea of how toxic somebody is but if you're in a high-risk environment if you're living on a fruit block you're exposed to chemicals you're working in an industry exposed to chemicals like a hairdresser or a welder or something like that they're the people really six monthly. Mm -hmm. um, if you've got, if I've done your DNA and we know you've got compromised pathways, definitely six monthly. Uh, if you're generally healthy but just want to kickstart a weight loss program or get your circadian rhythm back into line or get a bit more energy and vitality, 12 monthly might be enough for you. Yeah, mm. amazing. And you were saying that it's like it's whole foods and then some supplementation. It's not like fasting or juicing no or definitely like not yeah. no it is it's real food so a typical day on my detox might look like a, a spinach and vegetable omelet for breakfast a detoxification shake somewhere there a chicken and salad for lunch and a stir fry for dinner three pieces of th fruit through the day two or three liters of water so it's it's real food there's yeah. no meal replacement in the detoxification program at all Mm. Uh, so and obviously this is a great time of year people are quite motivated to you know party season's over get yeah. back in gear so yes detoxification is really really important on a daily level as well as a, a good cleanse a couple of times a year yeah is there anything else you would like to cover talk about share uh, well I just I think the point you made there's a lot of information out there mm -hmm. and don't, don't go too far down the rabbit warren on any particular issue. Like always come back, to, like you said, your intuition. Like if you're reading some post about some weird and wacko supplementation or protocol and it doesn't resonate with you, it's probably not right. Like come back to the basics, which is clean air, clean water, sleep, sunshine, rest, clean food. I mean, they are the basics for good health. You don't need all this elaborate stuff you know 
I've seen some, yeah, pretty crazy protocols, but we can just use, you know, think about if it wasn't around 10,000 years ago, don't eat it. That's a really easy one. You know, eggs were around 10,000 years ago, but, you know, um, processed processed food and packaged food wasn't. So just coming back to basics. But, you know, one of my lecturers, Terry Wald, she just, you know, it's all about the vegetables. You know, if you can just increase your vegetable intake to seven to nine serves of veggies a day, your health will change. Yeah. Amazing. So simple. So simple. Yeah. So for everyone listening, what's one thing they can, outside of what you've mentioned, um, what's something they can do if they want to kind of go into a deeper level for looking into functional medicine or naturopathy and seeing if those services or programs are the right fit for them? Well, it's... Really um, a great little gift we could pass on today is the Institute of Functional Medicine, who I've just become certified through, do have a free online introductory program on their website, and that's available to anyone. And it'll really expand on what I've said and give you a little bit more information. So to access that, all you do is go to IFM, I for Igloo, F for Fred, M for Mary, .org. And then on the homepage, it'll have... um, a, a bit about a free introductory course. Now that course is actually got CMC points attached to it, so health professionals can actually use that as um, recognised ongoing education. But that's just a you know a way to jump in in a rabbit hole that is very evidence and research based. So that's a great if you're on holidays and you'd like to know more, you could start there. Yeah. Amazing. And if someone wants to connect with you, work with you, um, how can they get in touch? How can they? Uh, probably just through my website, which is livewell.com.au with a hyphen in, in the middle. Uh, and currently I'm practicing at 74 Orange Avenue, but moving to a beautiful new wellness centre, uh, hopefully by mid this year. So there'll be lots still happening. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. So Instagram is Heather. Musgrove Naturopath and Facebook is Live Well. Yeah, and I'll put all the links oh, there. Oh, fantastic. So <laughs> yeah. everyone that's listening that lives in Mildura, um, if you want to work with Heather, get in touch. Um, but if you're not in Mildura, she shares some great things online so you can still give yes. her a follow. And thanks to Rachel, I'm slowly getting better at that. So we'll try <laughs> a few more things today. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having a chat, Heather. I'm sure everyone enjoyed um, this conversation. And, yes, everyone go follow Heather now. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share on social media with your biggest insight. Make sure you tag me at by Rachel White on Facebook and Instagram. Have a beautiful day. Namaste. Namaste.